Hey everyone, this is Bree. Feel free to email me, ask some questions, or just say hello at askbree123 at gmail.com. A-S-K-B-R-I-E-1-2-3 at gmail.com. So today is a little different, and I'm putting out the word warning, 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 could be triggering, warning, could be pissed at me, don't care, warning, because today I'm talking about women. You need to listen to your guys, right? I always feel like people are going to perceive me as a traitor because I am a female that works with men. But honestly, when I think about it, I'm indirectly bettering womankind, I feel, because I'm really getting inside of how men think, operate, execute, and also just live their life every day. And unfortunately, something that I've been seeing a lot lately, and it's probably gone on from the beginning of time, hence the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, is that we are not listening to each other. But this is direct warning to women that women are really not listening to men. Now, do not get me wrong. I'm not talking about the slick daddy Rick Rawls. How you doing? I'm going to lie to you and impregnate your friend and your mama and your cousin. Okay, maybe not your mama, but, you know, running around. But what I'm saying is the direct body language and verbal communication that some men tell to their significant others their partners their wives or girlfriends that is totally bypassed upon because we already have an image of what we want and what we need in our mind key in point i'll give you an example right so i'm 99.97321 percent sure that i do not want to have children right and it's important to me that whoever i'm dating is on the same wavelength and the same thought pattern of not wanting to have children wanting to have kids in our lives of course but the everyday structure of a family that has children is just something I'm not interested in so I would never want to date somebody that wants to have five kids on a farm with my hair and a bonnet milking cows that's just not my jam right I want to be in New York City in Brooklyn with my husband um, going to art shows and museums and volunteering, right? Like that's my ideal life, right? So I would not be compatible with somebody, like I said earlier, that wants to have a thousand kids and wants to be in a small town, you know, um, chucking corn and drinking sweet tea. I'll keep the sweet tea while I'm on the subway, but not on a farm, right? Not every day. So it's again, very, very important that that's something that I ask. So when I, talk to guys on the date my first date I'll ask them so how many kids do you want right see that language the question I'm not asking do you or do you not want to have kids I'm asking how many kids do you want now the responses I've gotten has been all across the map some guys say "Ooh, well and their face gets all disgruntled and they're a little hesitant well body language wise I'm seeing that there's hesitation that they are not sure how many kids they want to have or maybe they don't want to have kids but they're too afraid to say something right now one could argue okay make it plain right keep it funky what's the truth Ruth right I don't have time to play games but what I would say is that the body language is huge to how somebody asks answers the question because if there is hesitation or again their face is disgruntled you need to ask yourself, okay, is this person really in it? Are they trying to trick me? What's going on, right? 
trying to preserve your soul life and your spirit, right? Because you do not want to get married and then talk about having 10 kids. And he's like, oh, I never want to have kids. No, right? Quit the game, right? And some people just don't know. And I'll say men. Some men just don't know how to communicate and do not know how to express what they're feeling. There, there might be a feeling that they're going to lose you or that they just are a guy that wants to go along to get along. Uh-uh, wrong answer. Walk away. Run, right? So asking those questions, right? And also listening. Like, again, here's another case in point. I have a girlfriend. It was very clear that her guy never wanted to have kids. He actually verbalized it, which ironically happens more than not. In my case study and also um, looking at different psychologists' um, research projects around the world, the UK, um, Hungary, France, right? Many people will tell you what they need and what they want. It's our job to listen. Denzel had a quote, famous quote, that talked about if you just sit tight and you sit back, people will tell you everything you need to know, but it's our job to pay attention. So let me go back to this friend. Her dude did not want to have kids. He told her, I do not know how to do family. I do not want a typical family. I do not think that it would be healthy for us to have kids, right? Later on, we found out homeboy had a little bit of a drinking problem. Now, I say find out loosely because when I asked her questions, which I feel like I'm an inspector gadget all the time because I just want to know, like, what happened, right? And we have a friendship. He had alcohol abuse problems from the get-go. On the first date, he got drunk. She had to literally put him in the car, put him in the shower, put him to bed. Like, come on, this is not a child. This is a grown man, right? So there was already a foreshadowing of what was going to occur. So he had alcohol problems. She decided that she wanted to have three kids, and she popped out three kids. Now, again, some could argue he could have got the snip. He could have went to the doctor. Yeah, but also, too, you can take birth control. You can start to think about, okay, what kind of life do I want to create for my kid? And that is the foresight that sometimes I see women lacking when they get in their head and they feel like, you know, this is what I want. You know, I want my Prince Charming. I want to have the kids. I want to have the house. I want to have the cars. I want to have the dogs, right? They don't critically think sometimes because emotion takes over to what kind of life am I creating for my child right so this was about 10 years ago now we're in 2019 they've filed for divorce I think are officially divorced um the kids are running amok because there's not a structured household you know he lives two hours away and wants to see them on the weekend and she lives in the city and has a new bay I think he got married and now they all have like six kids all together running around and it's just like oh you know and she's heartbroken and she's upset and she's telling me I don't know how this could happen and I'm like really you know and again I don't want to be a quote-unquote busy right and be like really girl uh this is your fault because I don't want to come off that way. But when you think about the history and you think about what he said early on, this all could have been prevented. I mean, I remember when they had one baby. The baby was like a year old and he was still going to the saloon. He was still getting pissed drunk. Sorry to curse, but like drunk on the floor. 
you know, on the floor, close the door like crazy, right? Sticky, nasty saloons too, where people are puking and it's just disgusting, right? Not a place that a grown man with a child and a wife should be at three in the morning. And she used to have to go get him, get him a taxi or hire somebody to go get, you know, just go pick him up. And it was like, that is so much work. But then after that, you know, she had two more kids and like, okay, maybe there was some sweet talking. I don't know. I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know all the details of everybody's relationship, but what I can tell you is that this was not a surprise through his behavior, through his words. He made it very clear on his shortcomings. He made it very clear about what he was dealing with and what his life, you know, could and could not handle. So, yeah, I mean, again, oh, you're a woman basher. Oh, we have to be mind readers. I'm not saying that. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, you had one baby, right? And that happens, and the baby is a blessing. But because of the situation of how the marriage ended up and and his alcohol problems, that child's life has been so distorted. And she'll tell you this today, that, like, this is not the, you know, warm cookies and milk and cubby and snack time and soccer practice family. This is a family that's going in and out of court. That there's alcohol bombs all around. That there might have actually been some verbal abuse and some holes in the wall. Like just such a sad scenario that could have totally pre- be prevented. And I guess that's my warning to women too is that sometimes because we have a maternal instinct and we want to see things as lovely and, and, and gushy and warm with lavender and ice cream and we want to have these children and we want a Prince Charming, we want the wedding, we want the wedding, let's be real, we want the wedding, right, and everything that goes along with it, that we are not true to ourselves and true to our reality, I feel like I'm preaching here, but we are just not being honest with the situation. And when we're not honest with the situation, it, it it's just so damaging for yourself and everyone around you. And now I'm talking on the other end, okay? Single and not really mingling, okay? Single, and I'm not even really sure if I'm ready to mingle. Single, mingle, I don't know. Um, I know from what I've seen out here in the streets, Sometimes in the church and even just even walking around on this earth, I'm not impressed. There's no one that I've met so far that I'd ever want to bear and carry their seed or their child, right? And some people might think that's cold, but I'm also trying to preserve my spirit and my soul and the drama. I mean, I, I mean, flashing back to like way early podcasts, right? I, I told y'all I was an international celebrity nanny. I have seen some ish. I've seen how nasty it gets when it comes to to custody battles and to wealth um dividing up resources right and people feeling like well you didn't come into the marriage with anything i shouldn't give you anything and having to fight for what you created and and for the well-being of your kids no thank you no ma'am as my uh as i call him a friend in my head justin jay would say that is not the work of the lord honey it's not it's just not a good place to be in and trust me the people that are in those places wish they weren't wish there weren't when you have to prove to the courts that you're a decent parent I remember Chris Rock talking about that very openly and it was it was funny but then it was kind of like sorrowful too in his comedy 
at. He was talking about how he did his wife dirty. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated. Then one day she said, I'm not taking this no more. I'm out. Right. And she divorced him. And he had to prove with pictures and documentation with agent people in his house that he was a good dad, that there was beds, that there was food, that he had the allergy medicine ready for his daughter that had allergies and that he had a protein. It was like, wow, how invasive someone in your home and you have to prove to them what is going on. Right. Going back to my friend, the custody battle is real, bro. It is real. Child support is real. Right. Having to pretty much fight and beg for money from another person who should be taking care of the responsibility that isn't. That is exhausting, not exhausting, exhausting, as they say in New York, exhausting, exhausting, exhausting. Okay, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just trying to rein the truth on how serious this is. So warning. Pay attention to body language. Pay attention to the words. I remember this one pastor that came to our college. He was really great. He talked about have your friends around because when you're all like, oh, my God, everything is wonderful. Everything is awesome. Your friends can be like, no, it's not, girl. You're tripping. Like, they'll be able to tell you, no, this guy has an anger issue. This guy is looking at the neighbor girl a little too hard. He thinks she's cute. You know, he might have a lustful spirit or he might be financially abusive, right? Like, in taking time to really, really, really date, like, turning over every stone, talking about things, seeing how the individual handles certain situations. Because when I've, I mean, I, I probably have been to court this uh, around, gosh, 47 times or so, some it was extensive. Some was just like, okay, I need a report. You know, I just report to the state and custody, you know, child welfare. Um, so, I've, again, like I said, I've seen some ish. I've seen a lot. Um, very few times there was, I mean, I would actually probably, I would argue never. But just in case I miss something, very few times was there ever surprises. You know, you might act shocked. You might act surprised. Oh, my God, I never knew that this was happening. But it was like when you started to dig and, and really think about how this person acted in certain places or, or interacted with his family or or that's a big thing too. How does the family interact? What's the expectation? You know, is he thinking that you're going to quit your job and raise the kids? Or is he thinking that you are going to put the kids in daycare and go back to work when you want to be a stay-at-home mom? I mean, all this stuff plays into the bigger picture. Not trying to be scary, just trying to be real. And this is something that I have to tell myself every day too. Because again, I make this podcast, I listen over it too and see how you know much I've learned and how I've grown. Because I was that person that was like, I'm going to get married at 22. I'm going to have three kids. I'm going to have a dog. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do all this thing. I'm going to wait on my husband. All this stuff because I need to be a submissive wife. Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff, right? And I had to grow. I had to grow and realize that some people lie. Some people cheat. You know, that wasn't in my background. My, my uncle, my dad are very, very good men, right? And I'm very blessed to have my brother-in-law. Shout out to Joseph. Hi, Joel. Dominique. Um, my sister's husband, he's an amazing man too. Um, but I would be naive. And my uncle and my dad always informed us that there are some people in this world that are bad. Bad news bears that are really not for your for you prospering right so to always keep 
you know, that in perspective because you are around us, a.k.a. my uncle and my dad, and and you see them doing, you know, right by my mother and my aunt, but not all men are like that. So just some food for thought on this nice Labor Day. It's just been on my heart, you know. I, I hate to see people struggle, you know. I, I uh, love the Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I remember Lisa, although she had her issues, I remember one time, she said, you know, life is not rosé all day, but it should be. And I was like, yes, Lisa, I agree. You know, it, life is hard, but I wish it could be filled with, like, you know, a nice key lime pie with a Moscato and not gain weight, right? Like, I wish in a perfect world that things would be peaceful and things would be tranquil, but they're not. And it's really our duty to ourselves in this whole self-love self-care era not of selfishness but just putting your soul life and your spirit right and realizing what is going to destroy you and what is for you the the most like at the top priority um to pay attention we need to pay attention to the details so that is it this is 17 minutes long a long time excuse me but I get really passionate because you know although I am like I said an empowerment coach for men I really do care for women I hate to see children having to go back and forth back and forth I hate seeing women cry themselves to sleep because I was that person as a nanny you are the first person of contact you see all of the family's issues and I I won't lie You know, it took me a lot of years to learn not to carry the burden because when you're physically there in somebody's bed holding them and wiping away the tears and patting their hair, these are other women that I was with, it does affect you. And you start to realize that this could be anybody. This could really be anybody. If you let your guards down and you slip up, or I mean, it could be anyone you know I don't blame the person that is you know in a bad relationship I don't blame the person that has been hit or spit on or or kicked right that is not their fault no one deserves to be treated harshly but what I will say is I will put out a warning and I will advise people you know obviously to you know Live a prevention versus crisis lifestyle. If you see something, see something. Shout out to um, NYC Subway alarm system, right? They always say that on the subway. But if you see something, say something or walk away. Get out before it's super serious, right? And be honest with yourself. So that is it. Again, feel free to message me any thoughts, concerns, or you just want to say hey at Asprey, A-S-K-B-R-I-E, one, two, three, at gmail.com. And I will talk to you all soon. Love you all. Be well. Happy holiday.